I feel the move of the presence of God. Hallelujah, God, we love you today. Magnify your name, God. Nobody like you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. I feel the Holy Ghost here in this house today. Anything is possible to them that believe. You can't do it, I can't do it, but God can. God can, and God will. Amen, 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 amen. We love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, I feel him in this house today. I feel him in this place today. If you have your Bibles, Luke chapter 15, verses 25 through 32. Luke chapter 15, 25 through 32. Now his elder son was in the field, and as he came and drew nigh to the house, he heard music and dancing. Kind of like what we're hearing today. And he called one of the servants and asked what these things meant. And he said unto him, Thy brother is come, and thy father hath killed the fatted calf, because he hath received him safe and sound. And he was angry. Somebody say, he was angry. And would not go in. Therefore came his father out and entreated him. And he answering said to his father, Lo! These many years do I serve thee, neither transgressed I at any time thy commandment. And yet thou never gavest me a kid that I might make merry with my friends. But as soon as this thy son was come, which hath devoured thy living with harlots, thou hast killed for him the fatted calf. And he said unto him, Son, thou art ever with me. And all that I have is thine. It was meet that we should make merry and be glad. For this thy brother was dead and is alive again and was lost and is found. I want to talk to you today on this thought. Don't get lost in the house. Don't get lost in the house. God bless you. May be seated. Not sure if anybody knows this or not today, but today is Pentecost Sunday. Amen. It's a day to celebrate the outpouring gift of the Holy Ghost that fell on uh, them thousands of years ago at the day of Pentecost. I don't know about you today, but I'm thankful for the Holy Ghost. I'm thankful for His Spirit which is the promise of the Father, which is the comforter, which is my helper, my strength, my guidance. For the Bible says that the Holy Ghost will lead us and guide us into all truth. Aren't you thankful for the Holy Ghost today? Amen, I'm thankful for the Holy Ghost. So this morning though, I wanna talk to you on a very familiar passage of scripture. The story of the prodigal. 
the wayward son. And I don't know about many of you, but I know for me, this story has a way of hitting home to me. For I too was lost, and I too made horrific choices in life. And I have suffered the consequences of carnal and selfish decisions that I have personally made. And I'm sure today that there are some of you that even have regrets in your own life of choices and decisions and mistakes and bad decisions that you've made. And I believe many of us can relate to this story. 1 Corinthians 6, 9 says this, Know ye not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Can I just pause right there and to tell you we live in a world and we live in a society that says everybody is going to go to heaven. I beg to differ with you today. For the Bible says that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God. What is righteous? Doing the right thing. So those that do not the right thing, Bible says, shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Then he breaks it down for those of you that don't really understand nor comprehend what is not right. Covetous, deceivers, fornicators, idolaters, adulterers, effeminate, abusers of themselves with mankind, thieves, covetous, drunkards, revilers, extortioners. Those are the ones that are not going to inherit the kingdom of God. I don't know where you find yourself in. We say, well, it, it's just a lie. I, I, I just get drunk by myself. I, I just tell a lie here and there. I just shack up with somebody. The Bible says the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God. And before you start criticizing those that are sinning and before you criticize how great big their sin is, because we have a way of somehow forgetting what it was like to be lost, forgetting what it was like to not do the right things. So before you jump on a bandwagon and condemn somebody, I just want to tell you that Jesus Christ doesn't love the sin, but he loves the sinner. And so he breaks it down on all the unrighteousness and all the wrong things. And he says, listen, before you pick up stones and cast them at one another and give them no hope, I want to pause and tell you, and such were some of you. You didn't always look this good. You didn't always clean up, but such were some of you. But now you're washed. You're sanctified. You're justified in the name of the Lord and the Spirit of our God. I don't know about you today, but I'm so thankful to be here on Pentecost Sunday because there was one day that God came looking for me and he traded all that old life and he gave me a brand new life. 
He washed me. He sanctified me. He justified me in the name of Jesus Christ. I don't know about you, but I don't deserve this. It doesn't make sense to me because I have a past. I've made some bad decisions, but I understand this one profound thing that I have a God that loves me. Can I tell you today, you've got a friend in Jesus. You've got a friend that sticketh closer than any brother. You've got a God. You've got a daddy that loves you. And understand this fact that you can't change your past. You can't change those crippling decisions that you made years ago. You can't change yesterday, Brother Rudy. I know I was not good. I know I was unholy. I I was unruly. I, I know I've hurt people and I've made mistakes, but I have a God that loves me. I've got a God that forgave me. I've got a God that fixed me. I've got a God that put my life back together again. Say what you want. Say what you will. Bring up my past. Bring up my failures in life. I know it doesn't look good, but I've got a God that has forgiven me. I've got a God that washed me with his blood. I've got a God that sanctified me with his spirit. And the word of God says, he that the Son has set free is free indeed. If God never blesses me again, if God never heals my body again, the mere fact that I'm here today is reason in itself to give God praise if you never get another promotion, if you never get another raise, if you never get to preach again, if you never get to sing again, you still have a reason to give God praise. You still have a reason to give God worship. Why? Because God put your name back in the Lamb's book of life. He gave you a new start. He gave you a new beginning. He washed your sins away the God of glory forgave you why do we shout why do we get so excited I'll tell you why because he loves me and he put my name back in the book he gave me a new start He forgave me. He loved me. He gave me mercy that endures forever. That's why I run. That's that's why I shout because I've got a daddy that loves me. And on Pentecost Sunday, I will celebrate him. Politicians wrote as Brother Hodges was going back and forth with the Supreme Court. Not sure if many of you are following it. But at the end of one, it said that the Pentecostals believe in the essentiality of speaking in tongues and is very dangerous. Thank God that they know that speaking in tongues is essential. And thank God they let us know it is a danger to hell. 
It's a danger to the adversary of my soul. I'm telling hell, I'm telling the devil, I may have been bad then, but God washed me now. I may have been no good then, but God raised me up. I've got a reason to shout. I've got a reason to get excited because daddy forgave me and I will celebrate him. Anybody glad to be here on Pentecost Sunday? Luke chapter 15, 20 says, and he arose and he came to his father. But when he was a great way off, his father saw him and he had compassion and he ran and he fell on his neck. Notice it didn't say that the son ran. I mean, I would have ran back. But the Bible said the father took off running for his boy. It was the father that had compassion on him, not the son. It was the father that the Bible said fell on his neck and kissed him, not the son. So the question is, if if the son didn't do it, the son messed up. The son made bad decision after bad decision. Why didn't the son run? Why did the father run? Why would the father do that to a wayward son that destroyed the family name. This boy, Brother Rudy, hurt him, caused him pain, caused him grief, caused him sleepless nights. The boy spent all of his inheritance. Why would a father run to his son that caused him so much pain? Can I tell you why? Because daddy never stopped loving his son. Daddy never stopped caring about his boy. Doesn't matter how old he gets. Doesn't matter where he goes. Doesn't matter what he says. Doesn't matter what he gets involved in. Daddy never stops loving. Daddy never stops caring. Can I tell somebody again on Pentecost Sunday, there's a God that loves you. There's a God that's concerned about you. And the son said unto the father, I've sinned against heaven and in thy sight and no more worthy to be called thy son. Can I tell you what the enemy wants to do? Number one, wants to take you out from this. Wants to tell you that living for God's not all that. And then he wants to mess you up. And after he messes you up, now he wants to tell you you're not any good to go back to church. You've sinned against heaven. You've sinned against your daddy. You're no longer welcome in that family. Isn't that what he said? He said, I'm no worthy to be called thy son. I don't belong here. 
I don't deserve to be in the family. I've sinned against heaven and against you and I don't deserve to be thy son anymore. Listen to what true love of a father does. But the father said to a servant, bring forth the best robe and put it on him and put a ring on his hand and shoes on his feet and bring hither the fatted calf and kill it and let us be merry. Daddy threw him a party. They brought out the best beef. I don't know if it was a Harris Ranch, filet mignon. It might have been an in and out double-double. I don't know what it was. But he got the best meat and he said, we're going to have a party. And he cranked up the tunes and everybody got to dancing. They were happy. They were exuberant. They were rejoicing. And they made a lot of noise. Kind of like what we're doing here today. Making a lot of noise. All because the son was dead and now is alive again. Everybody's happy. Everybody's having a good time. Everybody's celebrating until the big brother, the older brother, the eldest son, the entitled son came in from the field. Mr. Holier Than Thou came in. Mr. I could do no wrong and tell everybody else how to live, brother, came in. Everybody was enjoying the party until the elder brother shows up. And the Bible says, and when he came to the house, he heard music and he heard the dancing. And he called in verse 26, he called one of the servants and asked what these things meant. And he said unto him, thy brother's come. Haven't you heard? Your brother has come back home and daddy has killed the fatted calf because he has received him safe and sound. Your brother is no longer lost. He came home. And instead of getting happy, instead of joining in with the celebration, the Bible says, and he was angry and would not go in. Therefore came his father out and entreated him. The older brother was angry. He was mad to the point that he's like, I ain't going in there. And so he made his daddy that had so many sleepless nights seeing his daddy for the first time in years get happy. First time in years saw the father rejoicing. And now he had the audacity to make his father mourn again. And he answered, said to his father, Lo, these, he lays it out. 
This is what I did for you, Dad. These many years do I serve thee. Neither have I transgressed at any time thy commandment. And yet thou never gave me a kid that I make marry with my friends. This boy, this older brother begins to get angry because nobody gave him a party. Nobody patted him on the back. Nobody acknowledged him for what he had done. Nobody commended him for all those years of serving his daddy while his younger brother disgraced the family name, while his younger brother caused heartache and pain. Nobody gave him a celebration. But as soon as this thy son come, which hath devoured thy living with harlots, thou hast killed him, the fatted calf. Notice he didn't say, my brother, He didn't say my sibling. He said your son. He's lived a horrible life. And you killed the fatted calf? I mean, he had to break down to his dad what his brother did. Daddy already knew. Daddy already cried. Daddy already wept. And he brings more drama into the situation. And he just breaks it down. The older brother reveals who he really was because he said, you haven't given me anything. I've served you. I've kept your commandments. I've done my duty. I never left. Somehow, This obedient, law-abiding, faithful, hard-working young man, somehow he became resentful. He became proud. He became unkind. He became bitter over the fact that his brother came home. Instead of being happy, over the wayward son, instead of being happy over the prodigal that came home, he's angry that his brother came home. Could it be that the older brother forgot the true meaning of keeping his father's home? Could it be that he served not because of love, but because of duty? Could it be that somehow in the house of serving he contacted some bitterness towards his brother? Could it be that somehow through all the hurt and all the pain that his younger brother caused his daddy somehow birthed a seed of offense? Birthed a seed of unforgiveness. Birthed a seed of bitterness to the fact that it began to rule his life And instead of rejoicing that his brother came home, he is now angry because daddy still loves him. He's angry because daddy forgave him. Because daddy had compassion on him. Because he's angry because dad gave him a party. 
And we find in the midst of reconciliation, we find in the midst of restoration that we find the older brother lost in the house. Lost in the very house that his brother found forgiveness. I don't know about you today, but we need a fresh baptism of mercy. We need a fresh baptism of compassion. We need a fresh baptism of forgiveness. It may not make sense. You may not understand it, but we've got to learn to love people. We've got to learn to love those that have hurt us. We've got to learn to love those that have caused us pain. And we've got to forgive those that have caused us heartache and sleepless night. We must forgive as Christ hath forgiven us. We must love them back. Listen to pastor this morning. Listen to my heartbeat today. Don't get lost in the house. Don't get lost in the altar of sacrifice. Don't you forget about your brother. Don't let the spirit of revenge get a hold of you. Don't get bitter. Don't get angry over the one that God forgives. I'm praying today on Pentecost Sunday for all the backsliders and all the wayward children. God, send them back. God, soften their hearts. Let them realize they may be far from home, but they're not that far that you can't forgive them. Listen, Abundant Life Center, we must love them. We must throw our arms around them. And we must have compassion on them. I know they've hurt us. I know they've caused us pain. Some say this, the ones that hurt you the most are the ones that are the closest to you. The ones that you do the most for are the ones that appreciate it the least. And you can't get bitter. You can't get offended over them that have messed you up, that have talked about you, that have said things about you, that have lived a life that has disgraced you. We've got to learn to forgive them because we must be happy for their return. For the Bible says, while we were yet sinners... Can I tell you, thank God for every one of you leaders today. And it is an incredible honor and a privilege to preach to bodies instead of flyers and posters. But I'm telling you that God is going to send us a mighty harvest of souls. And there are going to be people that are going to walk in the doors of this church that have hurt you, that have caused you pain. And how dare us put our noses in the air and say, they don't deserve to be forgiven. They don't deserve mercy. Be careful. For what you give out, that will you also get back. If I get judgment out, I'm bringing judgment back. 
If I give out bitterness and offense, I get it back. For the Ishmael, I've got to give out love. I've got to give out mercy. And such were some of you. Dad said to him, Son, thou art ever with me. He heard all that the son said. He says, you, you, you've, missed, you've missed it. You're always with me. And all that I have is thine. It was meet that we should be merry and be glad. For this thy brother was dead and is alive again and was lost and is now found. There's an old song that says, draw me close to you. Never let me go. I'm laying it all down again just to hear you say that I'm your friend. You are my desire. Nobody else will do because nothing else will take the place to feel the warmth of your embrace. Help me find the way and lead me back to you. We need him. This world needs him. We all need to spend some time with him on this Pentecost Sunday because we serve a God of love and mercy. Could you raise your hands with pastor right now? Could you raise your voice right now? Will we pray for a fresh baptism of love? And a fresh baptism of mercy. And a fresh baptism of forgiveness. And those of you who under the sound of my voice, even watching live stream, it's been a while since you've prayed and had a breakthrough and ran to God. I'm preaching to you on Pentecost Sunday. There's a God that loves you. There's a God that has compassion on you. And here's a church that'll love you with open arms. I don't ever want to be lost in the house. Don't get lost in the house. Come on, lift up your voice. Lift up your voice with me right now. I feel the power of the Holy Ghost on Pentecost Sunday. There's a wooing of his presence. There's a drawing of him. I know I don't deserve it, God. I know I've drifted away from you. But I'm praying today. I'm believing today. God, that you'd forgive me. I'm laying it down, God. I'm laying it at your feet because I know it was better at daddy's house. Come on, lift up your voice. Lift up your voice. Don't get lost in the house. There's a daddy that loves you in the house. Come on, moms. Come on, dads. Come on, families. On this first service back, draw me close to you, God. 
Come on. I'm believing for your babies. I'm believing for your backslider. I'm believing for the ones that you thought would never come back. They're coming home. Come on. Oh God. Give me a forgiving spirit. Give me a forgiving heart. Let me love the way you love. Let me give mercy the way you give mercy. No one else will I don't deserve it, God. But God, I'm so thankful for your grace. No one else can I'm so thankful for your touch. For feeding here. Come on, lift up your voice. Lift up your voice right now. Connect with God. Bring me back. We gotta love them. We gotta love them. We gotta show them the way. Help me know you. Hallelujah. 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 You're all alone. Yes, God. Yes, God.
and no one else will do. Cause no one else can take your place. To feel the warmth of your embrace. Help me find my way. Bring me back to you. days and I've said it many times small space of time small space of time don't stop believing don't stop praying the prayers you've been praying for your lost loved ones God's going to send them home but when they come home, don't put your hands on your hip and say, I told you so. Told you you shouldn't have done that and said that. Get that out of your vocabulary. Say, I'm so glad you're home. I've missed you. I love you. Don't worry about anything. In and out's on the way. Double doubles for everybody. Crank up the songs. There's going to be a party. Bible says, angels rejoice over one sinner that repents. Finds his way home. Don't stop heaven's party trying to get a pat on your back for what you think you've done. Because the last time somebody did that, that had the five I wills in Isaiah, I will be like God, <laughs> was the one the Bible says flicked out of heaven. I hate to burst your bubble, but you ain't all that. Nor is this pastor. I'm just forgiven. And so are you. And if God can forgive you, we ought to forgive one another. Lord, we love you today. We're thankful for your presence. We're thankful for your word. Help us, God, to not be hearers of the word, but be doers of the word. Help us, God, to practice. Help us to give out what you've given to us, mercy, grace, love. Help us, God, to be a church that becomes a healing station for all. I pray blessings. I pray protection. I pray provisions upon your children. We give you praise and worship in the name that's above every name, in the name of Jesus Christ. June 7th will be our opening service.